0: hey welcome to the coffee and creative leadership podcast a weekly reflection on creative leadership and team culture development i'm your host nikki lucas and for the next five to ten minutes my goal is to share a leadership concept and prompt that will inspire you to become a more intentional leader this week so let's jump into the episode Welcome, everyone. This is episode 13 of the Coffee and Creative Leadership Podcast. Thanks for joining me again as we dig into another topic. For this week's leadership concept and prompt, we're going to talk about equity. Now, I'm not talking about the kind of equity that one gets out of their house. I'm talking about relational equity. First, let's start with defining what equity is. Now, the first definition is the quality of being fair and impartial. Some synonyms for this would be decent or respectful, balanced. The second definition is the value or worth of something. A synonym would be like ownership, okay? So when we talk about relational equity, we're talking about relational decency or respect, balance, value, and ownership, You may have heard it said that communication is the foundation of every relationship and I believe this to be 100% true. In order for there to even be a relationship, you have to communicate with someone. You have to talk with them in order to learn about who they are and vice versa. But it doesn't just start and stop with communication. Every relationship has to then transition to being equitable. Meaning the relationship has to be cultivated through each person in the relationship being decent or respectful towards one another by having a balance of give and take, treating each other with the value and worth they deserve, as well as taking ownership of what you're responsible for in your relationship to the other person. So we're going to dig into this topic in just a minute, and to help me do this, I've invited a good friend of mine, Brendan Nelson. So if you're wondering why the length of this episode is longer than 5 to 10 minutes, that's why, but don't worry, the extra time will be well worth it. Brendan and I had a great conversation about this topic, so without further delay, let's get into the interview. Hey, Brendan, welcome.
1: Hey, I'm so happy to be here. I think this is like top top five best days of my life probably <gasps> top
0: five days you know of your
1: life. being born getting married having a kid and then four or five probably this okay so
0: i mean i'm, I'm super I'm excited to be awesome. here all right well we've known each other for like the last six years right and right but we've only just recently gotten to know each other in the last three to four years and I'm glad that this has happened because we started to work on a regular basis and thankfully I've gotten to know you because prior to this, um, I wasn't a very big fan of yours.
1: No, you were not.
0: Um, we, we didn't have relational equity, right? Okay. And right. the fact is, is I remember letting you know, uh, that I didn't previously like you because I had this wrong opinion of you. I thought you were like this stuck up lead singer of a boy band. It wasn't really a boy band, but that's, you know, how yes. I looked at it. Yes. And you didn't really talk much to people, or you didn't talk much to me, and so I, I had this strong impression of you. Um, but you, you really are not, uh, you know, this stuck-up cool kid. You're really just a nerd. Um, yeah,
1: pre- I'm pretty much. Yeah. That's about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but what I've gotten to know about you is that you are such a remarkable, loyal friend, and so that's why we are having this conversation today about that relational equity. That is why.
1: Yes, Absolutely.
0: Uh, so I wanted to talk about this with you firsthand because since I've gotten to know you, you this is an important value to you. You do a really mm-hmm. good job of building relational equity with pretty much everybody in your life from uh, you know, your loved ones to your friends to your volunteers where you work at at church. And so um, before we get into the topic, I just kind of want to tell, I want you to tell our, our listeners kinda a little bit about yourself and how you got to where you are today.
1: Yeah, it's really a riveting story. Um, so I am I'm the youngest of three, and my entire life I have lived within forty five minutes of where I was born. So, big traveler, um, you so you met me where kind of the bulk of my story began. Uh, I was working at a Christian bookstore, mm-hmm. like talk about. Best thing ever, right? (laughs) Selling selling books to a ton of people wanting to come in. Uh, I was in a band, Uh, but you know, I actually ended up meeting my wife at that bookstore, so it turned out to be a a pretty good, pretty good job for me. So Emily and I, yeah, yeah. So Emily and I met there, and you know, fell in love over our shared interest of Christian books, definitely. Mm. Uh, And we've been married almost six years now. It'll be six years in June. We have a beautiful two and a half year old girl, Eloise, and got a baby boy on the way coming yeah. in June too. So we're excited about that. But you know, I've been I've been leading worship at Christ Community for about about eight years now, uh, where I am currently the St. Charles Campus Worship Pastor. So that's kind of my my Cliff Notes version of of my whole story.
0: Yeah, that's great. Thanks for sharing that with us. All right, we're gonna start this conversation out with this idea, okay, which is connected to a lack of relational equity. Right. And the idea is this it's that if the people we lead feel like they're not getting out of something what they're putting into it, they begin to question why they're doing it in the first place, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. And this something could either be their job or the team or organization that they're a part of. Uh, another mm-hmm. way to look at this is similar to a bank account, right? If someone is always making withdrawals right. uh, without depositing anything back in, they'll end up with insufficient rent- mm-hmm. funds, right? Yep. And so, in the same way, our relationships become deficient if we keep taking from someone without giving anything back. And I wanted to get your thoughts on that.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's so true. I mean any any relationship is is all about teamwork, right? I mean there's always there's always seasons in every single relationship you have where you or the other person is giving more or taking more. Like it's never it's never this like ideal 50-50 split that I think we have this picture of what relationships are. And that's honestly a really hard thing to realize sometimes. Uh but I think the healthiest relationships are the ones where where those people recognize the times to give uh, and they recognize the times when they need to be the ones that are on the receiving end of that giving as well.
0: Mm, yeah. It's so, it's so true um, because it's, it's so hard to have this even balance, right? We right. always try to have an even balance, but if we're honest, there are just seasons of life where yeah. sometimes we're taking more than we're giving. And it doesn't mean that we're, Trying to be selfish or trying right. to take advantage, but right. it's just sometimes how uh the cards the cards yeah. land, you know,
1: and you know I think too it's it's sometimes viewed as a of a, a weakness almost mm-hmm. to to express to someone, Hey, I don't have much to give right now uh and you know I think people sometimes look at that as selfish, uh but really it's a really nurturing thing for yourself and for the relationship to say, Hey, I don't have anything to give right now.' Uh, yeah. i I need to be the one that's getting poured into because that makes your pouring into whatever relationship it is next where you are feeling full like that much more gratifying, that much more fulfilling
0: yeah it's it's really this practice of uh having emotional intelligence and knowing yep. like when you are in a healthy place right you know what I mean, and so sometimes' we're, we people just get to a point where. They're not in a healthy place to to give. They keep pouring themselves out and pouring themselves right. out. Yep. And there's nothing filling them back in. And that just becomes so emotional taxing and draining. And then what are they they're not good for for themselves or for anybody right. else, you know?
1: Right. You see you see all those relationships fall apart.
0: Exactly. Because there's
1: no there's no care on both sides which which need it's it's a necessity in, in any yeah. single relationship.
0: Yeah. So so what can we do as leaders, okay, to kind of prevent this from happening? We talked a little bit about knowing when to take care right. of yourself as a leader, yep. right? Knowing when you kind of need to take a step back and say, hey, I don't know if I can yep. if I can give as much as what you need right now. It's not that I don't want to, but right now I'm just in this space where I don't, I don't know if I can. I'm going to try to yeah. do what I can, but I've also got to make sure I'm taking care of myself. But what are some other ways that you found? Give me like, I don't know, like three or four ways that you found that, Um, might be
1: helpful to help us as leaders yeah yeah so i i i I got four so let me let me just run run through these um so i think the first one and you know first is obvious like you think it's the most important it really is the most important in a relationship um you have to take time to know the person like that Mm -hmm. sounds so like grade school
0: Know your people. Yeah, right? but
1: but it's It's the it's the ground of your relationship. You have to know. You can't have a relationship with someone if you don't know mm-hmm. who they are. So you know, in in like the world of of creative arts and production and all this stuff, um, it is so easy to fall into the trap of thinking that the people on your team are just a means to an end. Because mm-hmm. you you get in that thinking of product, you get in that thinking of production, and and just you know, performing, uh, and sometimes it is very easy to just want a full schedule and want a, you know, a great-sounding set and want everything to flow so smoothly. Uh, but every single person on your team has value. Like, they are they're not just the skills that they have. They have a story. And how wrong is it to, to look past that? Like, it, it, yeah. you, you need to know who they are you have to take the time to know the people on your team
0: yeah it's so good
1: so two then I'd say as a leader you have to be approachable like again and these all four of these things are like oh yeah yeah yeah, like totally I, I know how to do that but I it's so surprising how much we don't do it
0: yeah, cause it's hard sometimes. Honestly, yeah,
1: it, it really is. We
0: know that we need to do it, but it's hard. So be approachable. Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay? And I think this, I think this really is sorely missed in the the creative and, and production side uh, of things. Um, you know, whether it's it's an ego of of being the leader uh, or just way too much of a focus on the tactical side of of what we do, um, we we push relationships away without even knowing it, and that's a really yeah. that's a scary thing to, to think about. Um, so I just make sure, make sure that you are always listening uh, and always present in conversations with your team. Like it's, it's going to be inconvenient sometimes. Uh, but you know, so what, you know, I think, Mm -hmm. I think God is way more pleased in the care of his people and relationships than he is in finishing the task that we have. Tasks can wait the care of that person in that moment should not wait it should it yeah. should never take a backseat to something that can be done 10 minutes later
0: yeah that's that's really powerful
1: you know you hear you s- see all the stories all the parables of you know yeah. jesus leaving to just care jesus picking up a child on his lap you know the the shepherd leaving the 99 sheep to go find the one that's lost like his task was the 99 and making sure that his his flock was fine. But he left that behind, put the risk of leaving those other 99 to maybe something happened to them to see one of my sheep is hurting, one of my sheep is lost. I need to go take care of them and find them right now. Like that's that's what we should be doing as leaders as well.
0: Yeah, that's good. That's good.
1: So three, I'd say this kind of goes back into to what we were just talking about earlier too. You have to be honest with yourself and with others. Um, and this is, you know, from a personal standpoint, I think this is the hardest part of a relationship sometimes, uh, cause you want to be strong. You know, I'm thinking even, even in my, my marriage with Emily, like it is so hard to say, Hey, I'm struggling. I need you. Like, I'm not, I'm not strong mm-hmm. enough to carry my weight necessarily right now. Uh, and I think during just the season of life too, like it's been hard to for a lot of us to feel like we have much to give to other relationships. Um, but here I think the thing I've learned through it too is it's okay to feel like that like what's what's not okay is to push that down and and still try to give when you need to be the one who's getting poured into like that is a really, really dangerous place to fall into. Um, so I think that's why it's important. To, to recognize the seasons when you need to be the one who's giving more or you're the one who's receiving more, but you have to express it like I think it's so easy to just internalize that and never say it
0: yeah, yeah, I think a lot of times people think uh, associate uh understanding of like emotions with being emotional or and, and like that's an unhealthy thing, but really that's a it's a very powerful place to yeah. be because like it's not a weakness right. it's a strength to identify with your emotions and to be expressive and to be vulnerable with the people that we have right. in our lives um, it strengthens relationships when we're, when we don't do that it actually undermines relationships yeah. people don't people don't realize that they think if I just keep bearing the weight of everything on my own it'll be fine I'll work through it and a lot of times what we do is we just we break ourselves and we break our relationships because of it, you know, so it's not a weakness. It's definitely a strength that we all need to learn yeah, to lean and into. You know,
1: I think it, it probably feels inconvenient for people uh, because you do feel like it's like, you know, I'm I'm inconveniencing this person right now by sharing what maybe I'm struggling with or sharing this is a yeah. this is a need that I have in this relationship. Uh, but that's OK. Like you, it's never going to yeah. be. It's never going to be this perfect give and take. Uh, there's going to be arguments. There's going to be, you know, all that kind of stuff in any relationship. But expressing yeah. that, like, that's where growth and trust and, and strength in a relationship gets developed. Like, it's, a, it's in the honesty and vulnerability of two people recognizing that we're flawed and that we're going to need things. Yeah. And it's okay to tell the other person we need something.
0: Yeah, I think of this like a a story, an example of this is like Brendan and I, we serve on staff at the same church. And so we're we're on the same team and we lead the same group of volunteers. And when we circle up during rehearsals uh, for our weekend services, we normally get in a big circle Mm -hmm. right before rehearsal and we take some time to pray. And one of the things that we do is we ask our volunteers and also like our, you know, our fellow staff members, like, do you have any prayer requests? And... You know, we have some people that will come forward, and they're bold enough to to say, "Yeah, hey, I need prayer for this. This is what I'm experiencing, or this is what someone in my life yep. is experiencing." It doesn't always have to be them, but they will bring uh, a friend, a loved one, someone that they know, um, and they'll and they'll request prayer. And a lot of times, when there's silence mm-hmm. around that circle. Um, there's always something, right, that, that we're going through, like I said, even if it's not us, it's somebody else, um, that, that we could use, we could probably use some prayer for, you know what I mean? But there's that vulnerability of saying, hey, I need this, or it's like, ah, well, this isn't, this isn't really a big deal. It's too small. It's not significant enough. And they've got to learn like, no, that's not the case, whether it's Small or big or medium sized, it's always worth expressing because as a team, we want to get, we want to get around you. We want to support you, um, and lift you up in prayer. And we want to know what's going on in your life so that we can check in and be present, you know? And, and so sometimes it, it takes us being vulnerable first and stepping out and saying, Hey, I need some prayer for this. And then, and then they kind of learn, Oh, Oh, that's, that's not too hard. I can do that too
1: yeah and i even you know I even think too it's it's in that individual relationship that's built yeah. even outside of those those group settings too of you know I feel like every week in that i I know something that's going on in someone's life in that group just because of the relationship that that we have and whether it's shared there or not, there's still that ability to like, you can still pursue that relationship to make sure, hey, I know you didn't share this. Yeah. I know I know this has been going on. Tell me how you're doing. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, I think even, even in that group, I think in relationships in general, there's that one-up mentality of, you know, and I think we see that too. People don't want to share because, oh, that person's prayer request was... Like that was way more important.
0: Oh yes, I get what than, you're saying.
1: Than my than mine was.
0: Oh, we well, we've heard we've heard people say that. Like, yeah. oh well, I mean, this one's not as important as what that yeah, one is. Yeah, like, oh, I this isn't this isn't anyway. as
1: big as that. But yep. like, no, 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 no. Like, this is all like every relationship, everything that you're bringing, it's equal. Like, and and that's yeah, just having that equity for people to feel like maybe what I'm bringing isn't no as as big as you know what's happening in this person's life over here. But, I still want to feel heard because i I know these people care about me,
0: yeah, and it's still important to God whether you feel like it's bigger than the other persons yeah. or not
1: absolutely yeah. like he he wants to hear everything small, exactly. big, in between, like there's no there's no litmus test on on what he what he thinks is an acceptable thing to to share like he he wants it all, and I think that's what yeah. we want you want your people to feel too like. Mm-hmm. We don't we don't care the the size of what you think this is, like we care about you. Yep. And that is from small to big. Yep. Yeah. It's All right. Different. So last one, uh, and this is this is like the the star, the underline, like the important one. Flashing um, lights. Yes. Yeah. Just gonna you know give everybody a second to get out their mega highlighter, like. <laughs> always find a way like you Mm -hmm. always have to find a way and you know i think in the last two years of covid even in my life in general with you know emily being a nurse and just life as it is being flipped on its head and like everything about life and relationships has it's just looked different but it's still so important to find a way to invest in relationships Mm -hmm like it's not that's not a reason to not invest in relationships and it doesn't have to look the same like it's it doesn't always have to be a dinner with people it doesn't have to be like this deep heartfelt conversation like it can be a simple like a simple text of hey how are you yeah. like hey you you shared this with me a couple weeks ago how are you doing like how's your family member doing how can i pray for you like the way the way that you pour into certain relationships is always going to be changing, uh, but what should never change is that you are always finding a way to do it.
0: Yeah, that's so good. I think of back when when COVID first happened. Yeah. And we were so disconnected, oh like gosh, in yeah. person with people, um, that like one of the things that we did with our entire team was we just started making phone calls. Yeah. Prior to that. I don't actually remember the last time that I had like a phone call.
1: Oh my gosh, yeah.
0: with someone because also like, oh, I'll text them, or I'll see him that night, because who I mean? wants
1: to talk on the phone, right? <laughs> You can just text people. Who wants exactly. to have Who wants to have this a phone a, conversation? That's totally not one of the most personal things you can do with someone.
0: Exactly, it's just yeah. crazy generation. This time that we're living in. Before, like you know, growing up, all I knew was a phone call. Right. right. You'd, you'd stay on the phone with hours for friends and yep. with friends and and now it's like, yeah, hey, I'm just gonna send you a text. Like, hey, what's up? Yeah. What are you doing tonight? Right. Like, that's it. Right. Right. Um. But but it was so good to hear people's voice and it was so surprising for them on the other end of right. the line to be like, Oh, you're calling to check in with me. And, and we did that not only like with people on our team, but like our entire church did about that with all yeah. of our, with our entire congregation. Cause it was just so important when you people were lacking that, uh, relational connection, yep. you know what I mean? And I think today that's still, that's still the same. Like we are relational beings. We were created for relationship. Right. And when we don't have it, Um, there is this void in our lives that uh, can just really be, it it can feel crippling. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: And I think that, you know, I think back on doing that, like it was, you almost have such a cynical attitude towards it too. I know I did. Like, oh gosh, like I'm, I have this like huge list of people that I'm supposed to call. Like, I don't want to do this. Like, I'm going to have awkward (laughs) conversations. I'm going to, but I feel like, you know you you had the few they're like, "Oh no, I don't like, I don't go there anymore. I don't want to talk to you, yeah, like, okay, cool,, uh, but
0: have a great day, yeah, but
1: I feel like ninety ninety <laughs> percent of it was like, oh my gosh, this is so nice that someone is calling just to see how I'm doing and see yeah. how they can be praying for me, and I mean, even like we were i know emily Emily, and I were on that list for someone to call from church and like her picking up and having someone that I know on staff just yeah. like hey how are you like how are you and Brendan doing how can we be praying for you like that meant so much to to us even like you you sometimes it's so easy to just get a cynical attitude because again it's inconvenient in the moment it's a task to do but then i think when you leave those moments i'm i all i never regret doing it yeah. Like there's never been yeah. a time where like, well, that was wasted time. Like no, <laughs> that like that was that was meaningful to me. And that that filled me up to be able to to care for somebody and to check in on them. Yeah. Like they yeah, that was a that was a lonely time. It yeah. for a lot of people, that was really isolating and lonely. And that was so so huge for just the connection of of people that we know.
0: Yeah. And I think too, like when it comes up to people on our team or even like with, with each other, when we work with each other, right. when like I have one-on-one meetings with some of you guys, it's this idea of like, I, we can so quickly just jump into the task list 100%. or yep. the, Hey, where are we with this? Or, Hey, where are you at that? Did you talk to that person? Did, did we figure this out yet? Right. Um, you know, <laughs> did we find a solution to the problem? Yeah. Um, and it's like, no, it's, it's taking that time of saying, all right. How are you doing? Yep. Like, yep. what's on your mind? What's on your heart? You know yep. what I mean. Um, and and just starting out that way, yeah. you know, having a conversation first yep. before getting into the business. That's that relational versus the transactional right. first. Right. You know, and
1: we are such a like performance based culture that like I think even when that happens to me, it sometimes like takes me back. Like, oh. Like I was oh, we're going like, there. okay, uh, I had this list of things that like I needed to get done for my job that I guess, I guess that can wait. Like, sure. I'll tell you how I'm yeah. doing. And then, you know, 45 minutes later, like, oh, exactly. Like, Sometimes oh we don't even get
0: to the list. <laughs> oh
1: boy. I guess, I guess I didn't need to talk about how it was doing. Uh, yeah. but yeah, I think that's just ingrained in us so much of get your job done. Like do, do what you're supposed to do, do it the best that you can do uh talk about your feelings later. Like yeah. Yeah. or yeah. only
0: come to me when you're drowning and you know you can't function anymore. Right. And that's so 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 bad.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah, come come to me when you're about to blow up. Like no, no, no. Like Yeah. We like don't even get don't even get to that point. Like it should it should be that's the right. first thing of any relationship. You know, hey, how are you? How how are you doing? Not how like how are you performing? Yeah. No. Like, are you getting all the things you're doing? Like, are you getting everything done that you're supposed to get done? Is that important? Yes, Mm -hmm. but none of that stuff matters if the person themselves is not doing okay. And you're never going to find that out unless you approach that conversation.
0: That's right. You got to ask. Yeah. And and I I think too, like, as leaders, we have to be the ones to ask first consistently until, again, we build up enough relational equity when that person... Then that person feels like, oh, I I know this person cares about me. I I know that if I come to them with this, they care, yeah. and I need to talk. So there's trust. There's a foundation yeah. built there. So as leaders, you ask first. Yes. You build that relational equity, and then people just start coming to you. Your people start right. coming to you and saying, hey, this is what I'm going through. Just wanted to let yeah. you know.
1: It takes time. Like it's it's work. Yeah. But it's so it's so worth it. Like, yeah. I, lo- I love I love seeing you know seeing a name pop up on my phone of someone i know on my team and then you know unlocking my phone and seeing oh like this is like this is a deep conversation it's like that's that's why you do it like i don't like the surfacey stuff is just so like we could talk about whatever we want like at any time like let's get like let's get to the nitty-gritty of stuff like who you are what you're struggling with
0: yeah, and, and you know, I've got to say, too, like, the nitty-gritty is, is so valuable and so important. But you know what else builds relational equity is some of that sur- surface-level stuff, too. Yeah. So here's, here, like, like as, a, as a team, right, we, we did this thing where we circle people up, right, during right. rehearsal. And what, what what kind of questions do you ask? In tr- oh,
1: like, it's, like, the stupidest stuff. Like, you know, if you could, like, only eat at one fast-food restaurant for the rest of your life, every meal like, where where would yeah. you eat? Like yeah. me, of course, is Taco Bell. Everyone knows that. Anybody who has relational equity with me knows that's Taco Bell. But <laughs> I learned like, and it's such a it's so such true. a stupid question, but I feel like you learn, yeah. like I learned stuff about people in that time.
0: Yeah, like I remember, I remember one time you said like, if you, you know, like, would you prefer going on a vacation where there's mountains or a beach?
1: Yeah. Yeah yeah and you're then you're just finding out like who has the wrong opinion <laughs> exactly. like it's really like, okay, I gotta work on that person like okay. no <laughs> but Oof. but yeah it it's that it's that loosening up of yeah like you're you're not gonna get to the deep stuff until yeah. that person feels like this person cares about me,
0: yeah and, and they and they, and they
1: want like they want a relationship with me,
0: yeah in relationships too, you know, like. They're meant to be fun. They're meant to yeah. be joy filled. You know what I mean? Like right. people, one of the reasons, you know, like we actually try to deepen a relationship with someone, you know what I mean? And, and become close friends with them is because we enjoy yeah. talking to them. We enjoy conversating with them. We find things in common, but that doesn't happen if you don't actually try to get to know that person. You yeah. know? Right,
1: right. Someone can't drag you into that. You De- got to, you got to do the work too. It's awesome. Yes, yeah,
0: got it. we gotta do the work. Well, Brent, uh, this this conversation has been amazing, um, so good. I hope I hope our listeners uh, are taking away a lot yeah. of uh, little tips here. Before we leave, um, you know, after exploring a leadership concept, I usually like to close out every episode by providing people with a prompt or an action step. Uh, that they can put into practice as they go into the rest of their week. And so, if you could give one piece of advice for those listening right now to take into their week, what would that sure. be? Sure.
1: Uh, you know, this is going to sound really simple, uh, but it's it's honestly a very like it's a very life changing thing when it becomes a practice. Uh, have a meaningful conversation with someone this week. Like, not not about that like you know work or. Like, oh, did you, like, I know you didn't watch the bowls, but like who watched the bowls last night, um, or music or like anything like that, but have a conversation about like how that person really is and then share how you really are too yeah. like, get, get into, get into that and you'll see it just like bubble up in your life. Like in it, sometimes for me, this becomes like a, I'm thinking of one person and I reach out to them and then in that next five minutes I've sent out, you know, six to seven texts, emails, calls to people who are then coming to my mind as well. On top of that, like it just it becomes a natural practice in your life when you are making the time each week to to reach out to someone and check in how they're actually doing. It's gonna it fills that relational bank account and it's just gonna continue to grow.
0: That's awesome. Well, Brendan, thank you again so much for sharing yes, for all of your me. wisdom with us. Enjoyed laughing with you. Enjoyed talking with you. Very, very thankful for the relationship that we have. And Thank uh, you. Me too. I, I love seeing what, you, what you're doing with our teams. And I am so excited for people to hear this conversation. Well, there you have it, friends. I hope you were able to take some tips away from my conversation with Brendan on relational equity. I know that a lot of our conversations centered around uh, leading within a context of uh, ministry or at church, but when it comes down to it, the things that Brendan said translate across all contexts, okay? Whether you apply it to your relationship at work or home or school, you name it, we are all relational beings who desire to be known and cared for, to be seen and to be accepted and to know that people have our backs as much as we have theirs, I think this is especially true in a work setting because oftentimes the transactional or tactical, as Brendan put it, is usually elevated above the relational, okay? Meaning some people feel as if the only thing their boss cares about is what they can do for the company. And They could care less about who they are and what's going on in their life outside of the nine to five. That's just how some people feel. And this is a sad reality. And thankfully, it's something that a lot of workplace cultures are uh, working to change because this kind of environment is not healthy for our teams to be in. So let me also say this. If you are a leader of a team, or even more so, if you're a leader of an organization with many people under you, you may be hearing me say these things and you might think to yourself, well, but I do care about my people beyond just what they can do for for me or my organization. So here's a question for you Do your people know that? Are you making the time to communicate that to your people? Don't just assume that your people know it because it's, it's true in your mind, okay? Actually make a point uh, to ensure that your thoughts are translating through your words and your actions, okay? Relational equity is vital to every area of our lives and leadership, and it takes continuous cultivation. So here's to you building up your relational equity with the people in your life this week. Well, that's all that I have for you this week. Thanks for joining me. Listen again next Monday for a new episode. Until then, you can check out nicolelucas.me for more leadership resources and insights. You can also email me your leadership questions or thoughts at cclpodcast at Lastly, please review, subscribe, and tell your friends. Go be awesome.